When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coots on hosting duty again today. Um, I'm joined by Sean. How you doing? Yeah, what's happening, man? All good. And Dr. Leroy, how you doing? Wow. My heart hurts, I can't lie to you. <laughs> My heart hurts, man. If you yeah, ask me, it's like, four, what, 36 hours ago or whatever, I was jubilant. I was yes, jubilant. It's, a, it's a mad one, it's a mad one. How times uh, and, and things can change very quickly in a transfer window, man. We've been given that um, dose of humble pie a little bit um, in the past sort of 24 hours. Because I guess this time last week, everyone was looking rosy. Everyone's been saying... Um, you know, this summer Arsenal's in a madness. You're seeing all these, um, you know, rival podcasts and YouTube videos where they're going, where's Arsenal getting these piece from? Where, where are they doing this? How are they oh. doing this? And the other, and we're feeling good. But, you know, we got hit with that curveball. Um, Chessie have come in, you know, usurped oh. our, our bid for Rafinha. Um, it's looking like Barcelona's coming back in now to try and get Rafinha. So that, that Rafinha deal, although it's not completely dead in the water, it's looking very, very, very... Um, unlikely, and you know, a few opposition fans are are reveling in that thought of us missing out on a target. You know, so you know, let's 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 get into it, man. Let's get let's get straight into it. So, Leroy, you said you're feeling quite down um, about that signing. So, you know, how does that like? How does it, where does that leave us? You know, potentially oh, losing out on Rafinha. You know what? I feel like I've been kicked in the nuts. Like, I feel so. I was so happy. I was thinking, like, yeah, sell a south front line, B 
bare pressing, bare energy, winning the ball back. I, I was, do you know what? It takes me a lot because I've been hurt by Arsenal a lot. I've been hurt by Arsenal a lot. And it takes me a lot to get sucked back in. Last season, I started to sip a little bit of the juice, like just a bit. And this summer, when I was seeing the links and it was looking like we're going to get them all, I was invested. I was invested. <laughs> I was there. I was there doing the Magic Alliance. But it really feels like it's proper burst my bubble. I'm not sure I understand. I, I don't understand either, Siri, bro. Like, it's just mad. <laughs> but really, I, I was. Where it leaves us is I feel that that was the, the ideal signing for us, really. And it leaves us with. The only signing that could be as good as that is out, out of our reach and unrealistic. And then the other signings are just second best for several different reasons. Now, I brought up in the group chat this morning when I was thinking about it, I was like, fuck it, Zaha, innit? Like, just go for Zaha on a cheap thing, see if we can do it. It's not ideal because he's going to be 30 later this year. He, he's a good player, but signing contracts with players de- declining through every year of the contract is never a good idea. I feel like, at least for the first season, he can be that senior winger. He, he can he, he can get us numbers. Um, and I feel that he can play all across the front line, which is good. But I just feel that the age, that should be kind of sold. And I feel like he'll want a silly wage as well. So um, I'm, I'm not really sure about it. But I, I'm really struggling to think of where the options are that are going to provide us with a senior winger. Because I don't want another 20-year-old. I don't want another Pedro Neto. I don't want any of those players. I want someone who's 25, 26, who's ready to hit ground running, who can carry the team in attack, who can be a one-man attack. That's that's what I need. That's what needs to take us to the next level. And I saw Rafinha as that. I think, I think he fit perfectly. So the fact that we're not getting him, and it's just the fact we're losing him to Chelsea as well, like, because their men are mugs, man. I, I don't like none of them, man. I can't lie to you. I, I, I don't like none of them. Meads, Dan. Like, I don't like none of them, man. I can't lie to you, man. Like, them, them men are proper... Annoying, so yeah. Hey, we got we got two men uh commenting from from touchline accounts, man. State your names, yeah. So we know, yeah. So we know who to at on later on the, on the TL. Not but, in your life, man. But yeah, um, Sean, I'll come to you next as well because you've been you know in in the in the trenches with this transfer news. You've been following all of this stuff from from the start. So you know, are you in the same boat as Leroy? Like your head is a bit kettled now. You're not really sure where we turn to this <laughs> um, or are you a little bit more composed somewhere in the middle? No, I'm I'm calm. It's just it, but I was I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't invested, man. This is a big like potential L because, like Leroy said, I think. You know what we need we have a lot of young project guys we don't need to add another young project guy so you know Rafinha fitted the bill in terms of guy was 25 can play on both sides um match winner um you know starting right winger for brazil got the flair can carry an attack can dribble can create he was just that sort of all-round guy man so it's um so it's a bit of a shame um that we're going to miss out on that because Realistically, I don't know what other guys we can get that fit in this current 24 to 27 um, age bracket. So, and I think all the other names that are being suggested currently, you know, it kind of fits the profile of oh, they're either not ready or they're probably mm. too expensive. So, I, and the thing is, I like all these guys. So, you know, like you, you like Musa Diaby, I like Musa Diaby, but, you know, he's going to cost me roughly the same, maybe even more than Rafinha. You've got Neto, who I like, but he's off the back of what, that 10, 11 month injury. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so I, I don't know, man. And I like Harvey Barnes as well, but 
he's on a long-term contract at Leicester, English tax. You're looking at a lot, a lot of money, man. So I, I don't, I don't know what the solution is generally, which is why I'm so intrigued to see what the club do because it looks to me, it looked to me, correct me if you guys think I'm wrong, but it looks to me like they had put all their eggs in that Rafinha basket. Mm. Yeah, yeah, interesting one, and I think you know, for me, um, Rafinha wasn't even really someone that was largely on my radar. Um, towards the end of the season as a potential sign-in. It, would, it wouldn't necessarily be top of my list um, as a player to recruit in. So I'm not I'm not overly fussed. I'm just, I'm a bit concerned about, you know, the way that the club is moving a little bit, you know, when it comes to um, being able to execute on some of the plans um, that they pulled together, right? So I think, you know, Rafinha, it would have been a very, very nice sign-in. I wanted that Samba football um one of that Samba football at the club. Um, and I think, you know, it's quite interesting to to sort of see that one develop because firstly, I think it's been very clear from the start that, you know, he, he would have preferred going to Barcelona. And I think had Leeds gone relegated, uh, had Leeds gotten relegated, um, he 100% would have gone there because they would have been able to get him for a cut price deal, um, this, that and the other. And so it seems to me that we maybe just saw the opportunity there once Leeds stayed stayed up uh, by mid-May, looked clear that Barcelona weren't going to be able to afford him, and then Arsenal sort of swooped in to try and you know take take advantage of that opportunity. So I think it will be very very interesting to see who else they do target um, in the rest of this uh, window because I think some of the other names that I've been banded about, um, you know, Moussa Diaby, I would very much like to see him at, at the Emirates. I think he's um, you know very explosive. And I think in terms of, you know, sort of that senior winger type um, conversation that you guys uh, touched on there briefly, um, this would be, I think, his fifth season in senior football, um, turning 23 um, on the 7th of July. I've just Googled. So, you know, in terms of experience and coming into your prime and playing and having those um, seasons um, beneath your belt, I do think that he might potentially be in that criteria. So, you know, he's played quite a lot of football um, for what's going to be a 23-year-old. Um, and from when he's been linked to Newcastle earlier in the season, I'm hearing that the asking price is actually 50 million. Um, huh? and not Yeah, it's 50 million. So um, oh, Newcastle, uh, no, pounds, but Newcastle haven't been um, keen to to sort of hit that hit that price tag. So I think for that price, um, I would 100% be, be all over that Um DRB deal um, because it seems that Leverkusen are willing to do business and I think they're willing to do business with Newcastle so um, I think that's definitely one to watch uh, and also tell them to hold a 45 and I'm with it <laughs> say listen I ain't got 50 for you but here's 45 hold that do what you want to do feed your family and like bring more over here man do you, do, do you know what the issue is as well because of obviously how public this Rafinha stuff has been uh Everyone knows Arsenal have got money, so whatever target you know we try to go for now, they're gonna try and tell us a mad, mad price. So, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I, I'm down for DRB though. I'm down for DRB if it could be reasonable, um, you know. But if they're looking at like seventy mil, they need to they need to forget that one, man. So, because obviously we know how much they sold Havertz for. They've just um, signed Florian Wirtz to a new contract. We're talking over 100 mil that he's going to cost if someone wants to get him out of there at a later date as well. So they do tend to get quite big fees for some of their players as well, man. So, so let's see. Yeah, definitely one to watch, definitely one to watch. And I guess, um, 
you know, Leroy, you mentioned Zaha there as well. I, I, I'm with that as well, because I think that's the other end of the spectrum where you look around and you say you've got Saka, who's going to be 21 next season, Smith Rowe is going to be 22, Erdegaard 24, um, Martinelli's going to be 21, uh, we signed Jesus, who's 25, Fabio Vieira is 22. Um, it's a very, very young front front line, right? And um, you know, there is you know some additional experience. These men they've all, all obviously got an extra season under their belt. Um, but with losing Aubameyang, with losing Lacazette, um, Pepe looks like he's on the way out. Uh, I think twenty turning twenty seven. We don't really have that many senior guys in there who you know. And I don't know if Zaha fits that bill uh, at age twenty nine. Um, he's not really played that much Champions League football. Um, he's not really played in sort of these high pressure situations for titles, this, that, and the other. But is an argument there that you know he does bring that experience, and he's he's a bit of a you know a, a, an old head that can help uh, a few of these a few of these younger guys if we wanted to go down that route. For me, about Zaha, it's less so much about all of the experience factor. I just think he's a really good player, and for me. You see how every last season you had a lot of teams doubling up on Saka. If you've got Zaha in the other wing, there's no way that happens. Impossible. Zaha's one of those people who who draws a double team himself. He's a he's a he's a he's a juggernaut in attack. So he he's one team one guy a whole team has to focus on. So not only do you get his impact, his one v one ability, which is something I've wanted in the team. He's been relatively productive. I know he's been playing up top, but he's been relatively productive in terms of numbers. Um, he's got pace, he's got trickery, he's got a lot of ability. I also think that frees up Saka and Odegaard to do a madness on the other side. Mm. So that's why I see that working. My only problem is we've got to be a lot more intelligent with how we spend our money now because we've wasted a lot of money over the years. And signing contracts or signing players to contracts where one, the declining value and declining ability throughout the whole contracts is not good. And two, that's another one that, in my opinion, will be a sunk cost and end up leaving on a free when he's like 33, 34, or not 33, 34, 32, 33. How much do you think Zaha would, would, would trust him wages, though? Because I can see him holding a, a light 110k or something like that, you know, 120. Well, I, I think he's going to be need to be on at least 130, um, yeah. 130 plus. And it, 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 that, that's the issue for me because one, that's going to be a sunk cost because see, we sign Rafinha now, 25. I reckon we can sell him to Barca in three years when they got when they when they sorted their money issues out. We can sell him to Barca in three years for a good chunk of change. And I know, and I know for a fact he ain't on big money at Leeds, bro. So even if they, because uh, I saw talk of the fact that Chelsea offering him like 120, which is light as well, bro. Very, very light. So yeah, you'll be able to sell. You'll be able to get those wages off, like to in three years, if you wanted to go. And that's the drink. type of move we need to be making now because we can't just keep throwing money at this. We've not got the income to do it. We can't just keep getting loans from KSC. We have to make every pound bang. So that's the only thing. But we also have to complete the team. So um, Zaha is the only option I can think who's a Premier League ready, Premier League proven player. Maybe a little bit old. Hopefully, like I said, Black don't crack and he lasts till 33, but well, we've, we've done, we've done yeah, no, The way he gets kicked as well, it's, yeah. it's a techie one. It's a techie one. And the um, thing is, he might lose his head and like, start going all crazy. That's, that, that's, that was another thing I was going to say, bruv. You know how this guy just gets very emotional, bruv? So many times you just see this guy just lose his head. One little slide tackle, the guy's ready to swing it, bruv. I'm like, bro, calm down, calm down. I think I think, I think, think once he's at his dream, his dream club, though, Arsenal, he might, you know, he might see life a bit differently. 
know, he might might um, uh, mellow out in his old age. You know them ones. Um, but but yeah, definitely one to watch. I think um, what Arsenal do in attack because there is you know talk of potentially going for another striker and then using Jesus as um, wing depth as well. So what would you guys think about that move if if that was the way that Arsenal sort of went about it? They say they went and got uh, Osimhen for for seventy million instead of a winger. I, I, I could see that being a viable option, but I thought wasn't the sales pitch from Arteta to Jesus that he'd use him as a nine. I, I might be wrong, but I thought that was the sales pitch. But conceivably, that might be a good way to work around it. You know, if he was to use Jesus off the left, Saka from the right, and you have more of a, a mobile target man through the middle, it, it could work. It's not as exciting, but it's uh, it's another avenue to go down because, as we're saying, there there isn't um, a specific option you know, within that H bracket, 24 to 27, we're currently looking at. So, Yeah, personally, I can't see it because um, I think as well as Jesus um, and the promises about, you know, potentially that potentially been made to him about, you know, playing down the middle, being the main man, Arteta has said very similar stuff to Eddie as well. Um, and so I think that's two guys who, you know, have been promised minutes at number nine. Um, and I think if you were to go and you know sign a third and push Eddie potentially further down the pecking order, because if you go and spend you know fifty million pound plus on two strikers, Inketia is not going to play um, that many games, uh, regardless of the hundred k a week uh, contract that you're giving him. And so you know I don't think that would be feasible from a man management um, perspective either. So um, I definitely would like to see what they do um, with. With that position, um, and yeah, one one to watch because I think our first preseason games on the eighth of July, um, and then after that we go on tour. So, from what I've read, Arsenal would like to get most of their business wrapped up um, before uh, before that 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 USA tour. So, um, it, it, I think it's definitely one to watch to see what other big names come in. Um, and talking about other business. Um, I think the other sort of live deal um, that we're working on at the moment is that Lissandro uh, Martinez. So the reports are saying that we've put in a third bid for him uh, today. So, you know, Sheldon and I have spoken about this guy a little bit on last week's pod. But Leroy, I think you have some different thoughts um, about this guy. So so let us, let us hear him. I don't like midgets. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what more to say. I, I, I ain't feeling like... Short centre-backs don't do me. Like, I know everyone's saying um, we're going to use him as a left-back. I can see it. Um, I watched uh, some of the breakdowns that we've seen online recently. Apparently, he's not the quickest as well. So, I feel like he might, unless he's Cancelo level of ability, he might struggle um, defensively in the league if he's, one, not quick, and two, not particularly tall. Um, people are saying 5'9". I'm seeing 5'7". At centre-back, you're just asking for a bad day against Ivan Tony, in my opinion. Like, you, you, you're looking mm-hmm. to get flogged. Um, so, uh, I'm not really feeling that at left-back cover. I mean, a left-centre-back cover. At left-back, I'm intrigued. At DM, I am intrigued to a degree, but then why has he gone and got rid of Torreira if he, he wants this guy at uh, 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 DM cover? I, I don't really know. Like, I haven't really seen much of the guy. So, if he's some insane level of talent but I'm not seeing fair enough and I'm saying this with limited viewing so I don't hold a strong opinion just on very superficial 
base level, I do not like short centre-backs. And I like my centre-backs to be tall, athletic, combative, can run, agile. I don't like them to be lacking physically because in this league, especially if you want to play the way we want to play, I need mm. all my centre-backs to be able to play 1v1 versus every striker in the league. Mm. Um, if you've got a centre-back with glaring physical weaknesses, like that's that's just asking to be targeted. Mm. So not, not my thing, boy. Yeah, um, I think I think there was there was clips circulating um, about uh, Ajax versus Dortmund in the Champions League, uh, where he he basically padlocked um, Erling Haaland um, in that game. It was a it was a good sort of physical battle from from what I saw from the clips, um, and he very much came out on top. So you know, I, I I share your sentiments, right? Because I just think in the Premier League to be successful. Um, as a centre-back, there's certain physical attributes that you 100% need to have. I don't know of any um, title-winning centre-back that wasn't above six foot tall, good in the air, physically strong. Um, and then you had some additional attributes around that, you know, maybe ball playing, um, pace, this, that and the other, right? So um, I do think there are fundamentals that you need to have. But where this guy does in in interest me and intrigue me um, is in that sort of inverted left-back role. Um, and in DM. So, you know, Sean, we've spoken about him last week and I think he definitely has some some things to, to offer. So do you want to play devil's advocate to just to what Leroy said as well? No, no, I, I um as a centre back I, I would I would never disagree. Like I don't want anyone who's, you know, like if you think Ben White is six foot two and when we signed him people are saying oh he doesn't look like someone who's very strong in the air. So yeah, I get the reservation. So yeah, for me uh, I don't want anyone who's yeah under six foot playing the centre back. As a as a left back, I, I really like the potential of what we could potentially see there. I think possibly my, my issue issue now is that I like the fee when it looked reasonable, but now you're starting to get, you know, if they're talking 50 million euros is a lot of money. That is, I can't even lie to you, that is a lot, a lot of money for an for an inverted left back or an, you whatever you want to call him, a utility defender, that's a lot of money to pay. Now, like I said assuming that doesn't stop us doing the rest of the business we want to do cool but if you now turn around at the end of the window and say to me we can't do x or y i'm going to be looking at you and thinking well you know i really like this guy as well by the way but could we have done something else at a cheaper rate which meant we could have got our other targets so so yeah so so we'll see we'll see man i'm um like i said i like the player i like the potential of using him as an inverted left back because what will end up happening is that him and Tomiyasu would play in the same line as party, so party wouldn't get overloaded in build-up or in transition. Um, so that makes a lot of sense because it's following the same city principles of attacking and defending with five. Um, so you invert the fullbacks, but you push the wingers high and wide. Um, and you saw that's what we were essentially doing at the back end of last season. So no issues from me on that front. But um, if the price pr uh, prohibits us from doing other stuff, that's when I start to have an issue. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, that is that is an interesting point uh, to discuss, right? Because for me, I would find it so for all intents and purposes, right? You guys can tell me if you agree or not, right? So it seems that um, <laughs> it seems that um, we've decided not to go for Rafinha and match Chelsea's bid, right? And that might be they, you know, Leeds wanted too much money up front. Um, you know, they, we just thought he, that that amount of money doesn't represent value for Rafinha, etc. Or maybe we just thought, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't pick us, so there's no point 
um, in, in matching it, right? But all the reports are saying we've not necessarily given that up, um, but at the moment we've not matched Chelsea's bid. So that says to me that our resources are very much finite this summer. We don't have, um, you know, an unlimited pool of cash as much as, you know, what we might have been hearing, etc. We don't have an unlimited pool of cash to spend. And so if we now go and say, right, that's too much money for Rafinha, we're going on to secondary targets, but then we turn around and then spend, I don't know what, close to 50 million, 50 million euro on uh, a guy that is essentially a left-back, centre-back, potentially DM cover um, as well. Does that say to you that we're sort of prioritising all over the gaff? Bruv, I'll, I'll lose it. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking lose it. Bruv, you're telling me you want to go the extra mile for a left-back or a, a secondary left-back at 50 mil and you don't want to put the piece up for Rafinha? You have lost your damn mind. Mm. You have lost your mind. The people in the um, in the higher areas of the pitch, the difference makers, they go at a premium. You cannot tell me that this you is worth fifty million euro and um, Rafinha, you're 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 annoyed at what sixty five million euro, seventy five million euro, seventy million euro. Sorry, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. Like I, I think that's crazy. I, I definitely Rafinha is by far and away more important to get than Martinez. And, and it, it, it was an issue I had last summer as well because I'm a real big fan of Ben White. But if you're going to tell me you're going to pay 50 mil for Ben White, you can't then turn around and tell me someone like James Madison at 70 mil is too expensive because it's all relative. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and Arteta spent a lot, a lot of money on defensive players. Do you know what I mean? He continues, continues to buy, prioritizes, you know, defense-minded players because it, he think he thinks it has value in build-up. But at the same time. We need more difference makers up top. Jesus is great, and I'm really happy we signed Jesus, but Jesus can't do it alone. We need another option up there. Um, we flogged our young guys last season, do you know what I mean? And what I don't like, I don't want them to be the bearer of the brunt of the criticism because those were the guys who performed last season. It was the senior guys who didn't perform, but these guys need help, do you know what I mean? In a top serious side, these guys would be rotational options rather than the guys we're flogging week in, week out, and we're going to be playing... Um, probably a minimum of 50 games next season. So we just need something, man. And it, and it really annoyed me when I was seeing comments that, oh, we don't need Rafinha because we have Saka. Saka was dying towards the end of the season, bro. You flogged that kid. He played every single league game. You want to do that again in a World Cup, when, in a season where we're going to pause halfway through and he's probably going to play consistent, consistent minutes at the World Cup as well. And then you're going to come back and you think you're going to flog him again. The kid's going to die. We saw today, bro, Wilshire is looking to take up a coaching role at Arsenal. Jack Wilshire's 30 years old, bro. I don't want to see Saka go down the same path. So we need to take care of these guys. We need to buy adequately, man. And, you know, like I'm a big fan of all our young Halen guys especially. But that doesn't mean I'm opposed to them sitting on the bench if we have better options. That's what should happen. Do you know what I mean? We need to sit these guys down from time to time. So Jesus is great, but can't bring another... Um, top forward option too it would is definitely a failure if we don't in my opinion yeah 100 100 and i think i'll definitely be watching that situation um closely because you know that would probably be i think the sixth defender that arteta um has brought in um and i, I need to see oh, more of money and 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 i think what jesus and william will be the only oh, uh, only only, only forwards that we brought in. Right? Go, go get Rafinha, man. Out Chelsea. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what so, are they, what uh, are they 65? 68. Go do it. 65. That's, that's, that's bad. That's bad, Pete, man. I can't lie to you. Yeah. Um, 
that's fair piece. But but yeah, we'll see we'll see um, what the situation is there, um, and I, I'm sure we'll we'll revisit that. Um, and before we get into the listeners' questions, right? There's just one one more topic that I wanted to discuss because obviously um, it was being banded around um, on the TL uh, since our last podcast, right? And that's this point around sort of expectations, right? And whether or not you know we are um, allowed to put expectations or whether it's right to put the right expectations on um, on the manager this season, right? So, you know, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this and then, you know, people, listeners, whoever you can ask on the TL um, to, to, to hear your thoughts on this point as well, right? So my, my thinking is this, is that this is now going to be Arteta's third full season. You know, we're, we're clearly spending money. We're backing him. I think we're going to spend over £100 million, um, this window um without blinking really you look at 45 million pound for Jesus um you look at 30 million pound for uh Vieira I think they spent another three million on um that Marquinhos guy so you're already um at that 80 million pound uh point quite quickly there and then if you bring in a center mid a defender um and a winger that spend goes you know close to 150 um without without really um, breaking a sweat. And so you look at what we spent last summer, you look at um, the total spend on the Arteta, etc. And, and and his tenure so far, I definitely think it's completely reasonable to say to him, we need you to not just perform well, we need results. We need you to, to now start um, giving us some return on that investment because otherwise, when does it end? You know, and I think there are good teams in this league um, there are good managers in the league, in this league, but clearly the club have put ultimate faith in this guy because they, you know, when Tucker was available, they didn't want to hear. Um, when Conte was available, they didn't want to hear. Um, and in the past, you know, they've rejected big managers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and they put faith in this guy because they believe that he can be one of the best managers in the league and take us to that province land, etc. And that's that's the story that we've been fed, and so there comes a point where you now need to start coming good on that narrative. You need to start coming good on that um, faith that's been paid in you and start repaying some of that, you know, um, and, and start producing results. And on top of that, obviously you have to, you know, perform, you have to score goals, you have to keep clean sheets, this, that, and the other um, in terms of these KPIs uh, that people want to, want to talk about as well. So for me, I need, I need Champions League football at the end of this season. Um, I need that some way, somehow. And and what what do you guys think? Do you think that's fair? Or do you think that, you know, there's outside circumstances that can still mean that, you know, even if we are, you know, the best that we can be, um, the manager can still sort of say, look, I've done my best and, um, you know, I just couldn't get top four or I just couldn't win the Europa League or whatever? For me, that bar is very, very, very high. But I do think there are some there is some context as well. If we give him, for example, if every one in the top four got say eighty six or above points or something stupid like that, like what what can you do? Mm. What can you do if so? If you got fucking City a hundred, Liverpool ninety nine, um, Chelsea ninety, um, Spurs eighty eight, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like. If he then gets like 85 points and results on top four, it's kind of, it's like, what can you do? 
and, and we play good football. I wouldn't sack him. I wouldn't sack him off that. Um, the Europa League is a bit of a lottery. Unless it was like we really didn't perform, then that's another thing. I, I really, really don't think you can sack a manager not for winning a cup. I think that's a bit mad. But that's just my opinion. So, but that buzz high. Like, we would have to be amazing and miss out for, for me to, to not sack him because the result is very important. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And Sean, what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't disagree too much because we're on course now. If you look for, um, assuming we get you know sort of projected targets, we're looking at a four hundred mil spend for Arteta since he's been in charge. You know, we're, we're talking unprecedented levels of investment for any sort of Arsenal manager. We've never seen that. Do you know what I mean? So I, I just don't see how he can have you know any excuses for me. Obviously, I get that, you know, um, other teams get to buy, other teams get to do tactics too. So it's, it's not just dependent on us. Uh, but for me, as based on what I've seen the last two years, outside of um, City and Liverpool, the other guys have got flaws. Now, maybe they maybe they turn these flaws around and they become a bit more impenetrable. You know, we've seen what Conte's teams can do um, once Conte has all his bits in charge. And, and, you know, look how consistent Spurs were in the second half of the season. Um, I know, obviously, we bottled it and we did, but you also have to give them man credit because them man racked up points and goals at an incredible rate. So if, if they extrapolate that over the course of a season, fair enough, it hurts. It spurs, obviously, as well, in it. And, and Chelsea, um, I've not been impressed with them um, since Tuchel's been in charge, especially offensively. But, you know, some people use the caveat he hasn't had his own attackers. You know, the same caveat we might some might be using for Arteta. So, so let's see, let's see. That's, that's me, not, I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not. Having no, that. no, no. I'm, 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 I'm spend a hundred mil on on I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not at all because Chelsea invest ridiculous sums of money every summer. So I, I, I don't accept that personally myself. I think you know that proliferation of talent at Chelsea, you should do better league-wise, in my opinion. But so, how am I evaluating Arteta? So for me, I think he needs to get top four by the league this season um, because at the end of the day people are hailing this guy as some sort of generational manager so we need to see an uplift we need to see bats above your level for once do you know what I mean so um, and if, if it, it, it depends on how we don't I guess similar to, to what Leroy said but you know you've had a heavy concentration of resources you've pretty much turned around the whole entire squad to have a current squad in in your image so yeah, man, it's hard for me to, you know, d defend that. Like, yeah, like Leroy said, Europa League, I wouldn't judge on that because things can happen. Unless it's like an embarrassing, embarrassing exit, like, you know, Villarreal or, or to be fair, I mean, um, Olympiacos, but Villarreal was in, embarrassing in itself as well. So, uh, yeah, short fire, long-winded way of saying, for me, he has to get top four by the league. Um, unless there's a mad extenuating circumstance, what, like Leroy said, if, for example... Yeah, like Leroy said, if we got 80 points, which would be, I don't think 80 points has never, ever got top four, right? Do you know what I mean? So um, even, because what, 75, I think the, the most I can remember in previous times was, was it Wenger's second to last season where he got 75 points? 75, yeah, we didn't we get got it, 75, so. okay. That's, and that's quite a high amount, to be fair. 
So if he got 80 and he missed out on top four, I'd be like, and, and if the football was good, you could maybe make an exception. But that's that's literally the only caveat I'm giving it, Dan, to be fair. Because mm. 80, 80 points and not getting top four is pretty much unheard of. So Yeah, I think I think it would take it would need to take a f- completely freak season for me, you know, where you get high 70s and four teams somehow also get high 70s. Um, that's the only way I'd I'd probably accept it. But even then, I'm I'm still side-eyeing it a little bit because I'm saying if four teams are getting high 70s, that means this league season was a little bit little bit easy, a little bit somehow. So, you know, it's all relative. So, um, yeah, definitely one to watch. So I want to go on to the listeners' questions. We've got um, a few of them to to get through before we, um, we wrap up. So let me just go... <clears throat> let me just go to... Da, 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 to the tweet that we sent out earlier. Let's get past your uh, your Ben White question there, Sean, um, <laughs> uh, about Love Island. So, um, <laughs> so this, so this, um, I didn't post anything about Love Island. Oh, did you not? Oh, I, I don't know who. Oh, it might. Maybe it was. Oh, so. Oh, it, it wasn't me. So yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Everyone was blaming Sean, man. Yeah. Oh, you got to fight, fight the allegations. You got to fight the allegations. Oh, Don't let me have to beat up someone tonight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this one's from Alexis Kavkas. Uh, hey, no me. Chelsea question. He kept, it, he kept. He kept. He kept respectful. So nah, no Chelsea. I got None of it, fam. No, I'll, I'll ask. Ask it. Then what's he saying? What's he said? So the first one. The first one he says. Number one is potentially missing out on Rafinha. That much of a blow. I think we've covered that um, mm-hmm. a little Shut bit. Up, but then... Shut... Bruv, that he how's that respectful? He's taking a dig. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and then and then question number two, he said, is with Jesus stating that he prefers the right wing position. Are you getting worried that he could be the long term replacement for Saka? Um, no, because he no. he's he's, bought, he's been bought as a nine. You know, yeah. and we have Saka, and we're trying to buy Rafinha as well. Why is it everyone else is allowed to have loads of good players, but Arsenal can't have multiple good players? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like that question does not make any sense. When, when um, you man have you, you man that are gassing up Cho, but you're still saying, "Oh, let's buy Sterling, let's buy Neymar." You're, you're not you're not saying, "Are you worried about X Man's future?" So yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Nah, he's, he's taking a dig. I ain't answering that question, bro. To, and to be honest, um, Saka signed the contract, so we don't need a long term replacement for him anyway. Yeah, so he's calm. He's calm. I'm completely relaxed on that one, to be honest. So, yeah, not 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 a non starter. We will talk offline. (laughs) So, this one um, is from underscore M4F79. Um, He says, Seems like TG on a whole don't like Tielemans. So, who do you guys think our top three CM targets should be? Nah, don't say that. I don't like Tielemans. It's just me. I don't think it's just you. I don't think it's just you. Um, I think you, you and Sean are probably on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And I guess I, I'm, I, I see myself as being in the middle. Um, so I think you, yeah, you don't like him. You think physically he's not all that. I think. Actually, let me not let me put not put words in your mouth. What's your opinion on Tielemans? Uh, no, the thing is, I think physically he's not all that. I think he's okay in short spaces. He can be quite combative and win the ball. He physically is not all that in long spaces, and I don't. And I feel like the main problem I have with Tiedemans is I feel that his ability on the ball is overrated. He's got nice technical ability and stuff, so his actual ability is good. Sorry, but what he actually produces, I don't feel that um, 
Tielemans is present enough in games and runs games. He flits in and out of games. He's a, he's a sometime player. He, he's very sometime-ish. I mean, he's just someone I don't feel. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, fair. Um, I think, and Sean, I, I, I'll let you say your opinion on, on him as well, actually, before I go. Mm, no, I, I think I think he's good, man. Like, well, and I, I think you know that Leicester system is very haphazard. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of good structure in there. They they don't you know um, they're not compact. They're, there's a lot of spaces in between the lines. It's very easy to get an attack at them. So I'd like to see him in something a bit more structured. Obviously, like any player, he's got his weaknesses, especially off the ball. But you know. Um, a lot of our guys are not being exposed centrally at the moment because of how how we adopt and you know I've spoken about the use of the inverted fullbacks to to come in and tuck in. So um, and the, and the, the reason I want him is because he has quality in the final third and, and we've seen how high we push to centre mid. So yeah, so I'm not I'm quite for it. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, it didn't have to. It doesn't have to be him, but I can't have a centre mid who's not got offensive quality in the final third. So based on how we're set up and how we're trying to play. So that, that's that's why I want him. And if not him, then someone with, with good technical proficiency in the final third, please. Mm. Yeah, fair play. I think um, uh, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I think he definitely has some qualities on the ball. I think um, he is quite creative with the way that he plays. Um, um, so I, I I can see what he adds, but I am also a little bit scared about his his physical um, his physical uh, deficiencies, right? So um, I, the one thing that I, I'm sort of encouraged by is that under Arteta, we've not really seen too many Bozo Xhaka moments, too many where he's sort of getting you know stuck out on an island, um, this that and the other. Um, and so I'm hoping that if Tielemans is playing that same position. He can have the same sort of, I guess, positional discipline that that position requires. Um, so you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overly down on it. Um, I think the one thing that I would say um, is needed a bit more, um, and I this is where I do agree with Leroy is I would like a bit more physicality in centre mid. I think when you have someone like Erdegaard, who 100% is not that, um, is not that guy, um, and You've got Partey, who I think is probably overrated a little bit physically um, for me. I think we do lack a bit of that steel, right? And you see guys like Czech Decore joining um, Crystal Palace's midfield, who I know they've lost Conor, Conor Gallagher, but when they've already got, you know, Kuyate and Schlapp and all of these, you know, uh, PMP guys in the centre mid, um, you see what Joe Linton, um, Bruno G and... You know what's it? Longstaff did to us last season. It Slap does worry me. You know, it does worry me in a lot of these away games. Um, whether or not we have enough physicality to to really cope. So, you know, I guess that one is something that we put a pin in and we see how it how it develops. But yeah, I, 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 I feel I feel like an obvious solution which which would make a lot of people happy in it and it sort of placates all of what we want. If you could guarantee me that I could get thirty league games from Renato Sanchez, I would buy him because he combines exactly what I want both from a physical and a technical standpoint. But the guy is just bare unreliable, man. Proper, proper unreliable. I don't know how long that guy's going to stay. He's like the, the midfield version of like Dembele. You know the guy has a lot of quality. You see it when he plays, but he's never on the pitch long enough, man. So, and yeah, so I, but I would love him because he has that right level of PMP and, and technique that I want. You know, he could play high up in between the lines. He could carry the ball. He's combative, combative, sorry. So yeah, man, but... I don't know, man. I don't know. Let them do what they're going to do, bro. 
Mm. Yeah, so um, next question is from I am, oh no, I'm not going to ask this because it's not, not really a proper question. Um, so CG Stonks, um, he says, Pepe, Torreira, Leno, Maitland-Niles, Nelson, Mary, and Bellerin, who makes the most appearances for Arsenal next season? So, say, say the names again. So Pepe, Torreira, Leno, Maitland-Niles, Nelson, Mary, Bellerin. So I think he's assuming that we're not going to be able to shift all of these guys. So I think I think they will all go maybe bar Pepe. Well, I think even Pepe, what they'll do if they can't get someone, they'll subsidise his loan. They'll subsidise it and send him on loan somewhere. But if I was to guess who would play the most out of them, if I was just to hazard a guess, it'd be someone like Ainsley Maitland-Niles. But I don't think he's going to... I think they'll all go. I think it will just be a late, late thing in the window and we'll have to accept some budget, budget prices even for our for our standards, man. Because Bellerin don't want to be here. Uh, you've got to remember, a lot of these guys, their contracts run out in 2023. So the club will take pretty much what they can get at some stage for their manners because they won't want to let them walk out on free transfers. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, man. I don't. I generally don't see any of them um, staying. And if there was one that I was going to pick... Maybe Reese Nelson, you know, out of all of them. Um, I, I don't know if we've got, I don't know if he's got enough suitors, um, really. So I can definitely see him coming in and playing a couple, couple League Cup games um, here and there. Um, yeah, Leroy, any, anything else from you? I think they all go. I think they all go. Uh, I think mm-hmm. They all find a club eventually. If I had, had to say, I guess because um, who's got who's got one year left? Is it Angel? I think literally all of them, bar Pepe and Pablo Mari. I don't know how long Pablo Mari's got left on his deal. So uh, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say yeah, Angel and Torreira. Fair, fair play. So Lam underscore Ness. Um, he says, what previous academy player did you think would have a great pro career, but it didn't quite work out that way? It was it was always Jay Emmanuel Thomas for me. That's who I thought was going to be the guy, man. But I was gassed too much from those youth, those youth videos. And maybe Quincy or Wissau Bay if we're going far, far back. Where, but <laughs> Quincy. I thought he was going to slap. Yeah, Quincy, the dribble, the dribble. He was like the Neymar YouTube guy before Neymar, in it. You know them ones. Um, but yeah, for me, I thought Chuba Akpom was gonna was gonna bang, man. I really thought Akpom was gonna bang. I, thought, I really liked him in the in the other twenty twenty ones or whatever it was at the time. And yeah, I was surprised when um, he didn't quite make it at the club. But yeah, it's, it is what it is. Um, so straight underscore double oh seven. Um, he's asked Rafinha alternatives. Who do you guys think we should bring in? So I think we've discussed that. So we mentioned Zaha, mentioned uh, Musa Diaby. Who do you um, think we're going to end up with, though? I, I, actually, I actually don't know that because because I think the, the the thing with it is that we've literally had no alternatives. There's not been any other name mentioned. What other name was mentioned? None. There's not been a single. Literally, all we've heard from obviously we heard Jesus from time ago. And then what Rafinha's name popped up what a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. That's been it, right? That's been it, right? Because who else? Because obviously, the Vieira Fabio Vieira came out of nowhere, nobody reported on that. Um, Tielemans has been a consistent link. Um, obviously, Martinez has been now for about what 10 days or so, but that's still, so that still a curveball as well. Martinez, that that's, yeah, Martinez that's was still because 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 what I'm saying, what, what have been the consistent links that 
we haven't, you know, pursued. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's been any. Something in my gut is telling me because we went for him apparently last minute in the January window. Uh, Noah Lang, there's something in me that tells me we're going to try a thing for him. I heard, I heard he was going AC Milan. He's not gone yet. Yeah, he's yeah. and and the thing is, he's very skillful. I like him, but I, I just I, I don't. The thing is also he predominantly he loves the left in it. But we've got ESR and Martinelli from the left. We want someone who can play on the right. He's not someone who I, I think can play from the right comfortably in it. So that don't excite me. That no Lang, that don't excite. Me. No, it don't excite me. You don't excite me at all. I don't want the move. I just the sign in my gut that tells me that's going to happen. But, um, the, 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 the thing is also like we just don't know because most of even like the young wingers. That are up and cut. We know about in it. We we know about. It. There's no like. It, it would be mad if they just if there was like a left field option that they just came with. There was like you know there was a suggestion at one point. You know that Adam Hosek guy, but he's gone to buy a Leverkusen mm. obviously. So I don't know if there's gonna be like because you know, because yeah because we we know most guys like who who's there that we don't know about. Yeah, we might might need to go back to uh, that and, and, article and, where they mentioned Hosek. You know to look at some yeah. of the other names and and also. If we look, you know, the, the links we've had, Jesus, 25, Rafinha, 25, Tielemans, 25. How old is Martinez? He's, he's like 24, I think. 24. So I think to Leroy's point, I don't know if Leroy, you did say this, isn't it? That, you know, all the guys we've been looking at have been around that sort of middle age bracket, which sort of feeds into the point that we're not, I don't know if we're trying to chase any more young, young guys. We're trying to look for guys in between like maybe that 24 to 27 age bracket I might, I might be wrong but that's what it looks like to me based on yep. you know links and what's happened so far this summer as well isn't it Absolutely. yeah do you guys agree yeah yeah definitely 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 um yeah so that was a yeah similar question as well from mr h monoya um as well because he said is Rafinha worth getting into a bit of war over? And if not, who would be your next best choice? Um, so, yeah, we've covered that. So this one from Touchline Fracas Football, um, more no. Rayo, um, no. who's lurking in the... Hey, no, 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 no. I don't want no United, no Chelsea. Also, also, why are we taking Ndidi? For what reason? Oh, fuck Ndidi. What, 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 what use is Ndidi? He's, he's literally, I don't see what, he's not doing anything for our midfield. Nothing. All he is is literally, his, his ability on the ball is dreadful. All he yeah. is, he's literally a ball winner. That's all he does. His, his ability, he's literally just like a, another, you know, like a cock hey, He's trying to brush us with that question. Move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, next question um, was, so this is from Frank Puddle One. And he says, what's the difference between Laka and Jesus except speed? Neither of them can finish. Uh, and he says oh, in brackets I mean, XG, I mean, this, none of this, them are good in the box, and they both disappear a lot in games. That, this, I, I, I mean, that this is this is just a lie. One, did you, you saw that stat? It's it's just very inaccurate. How can you yeah. say? Obviously, he has underperformed XG in some seasons, but he's got he had what? How many ninety something goals for mm. for City? Um, he he has loads of loads of headed goals. He, he has loads of different arrangements. He can create for himself as well. Jesus, by the way, he can create his yeah. own goals. He's a he's a mad presser from the front. He's not gonna he's not gonna put this way. He ain't gonna be blowing out of his ass after thirty minutes. Like, like I said, yeah, I, I think I, mean. I think that's a I think that's a really um, a key key point there. Is that you know that point he said here about they disappear from games. I think that's the complete opposite when you're talking yeah. about um, Jesus as well. I think he's non-stop for 
most of the game, um, if not all of the game. I think he's a great presser from the front, one of the best um, in the league uh, in, in terms of his pressing. Um, and I think he's he's really quite alive in the box as well. Um, I don't think he's afraid to get his shot off. Um, I think he's a constant menace. He's got much better movement than Lacazette as well, makes lots of runs off the ball as an outlet, as well as, you know, being someone who can show for feet. So I think they're very, very different strikers, man. I think, um, I think Jesus is basically everything that Lacazette isn't. Maybe um, he's he's not quite, you know, rapid, like, like very rapid as a striker, but he's got a good amount of pace that can get away from defenders. So, you know, I think um, I think Jesus is a big, big upgrade on on Lacazette, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, next question here. So this one, I'm going to direct this to you, uh, you, Dr. Leroy. So this is from Squire for Higher 28. And he says, what are you guys' expectations numbers-wise for Eddie? Side note, isn't it wonderful that all of our forward iconic shirts have gone to academy players? Um, I want to answer that question backwards. Yes, I love that. Love the academy boys getting it. Love them getting the iconic numbers. Um, I think... Um, I know some of people are robots out there. Shout out Dr. iRobot, not Dr. I, whatever his name is. <laughs> but um, it means more. It means more to me seeing these academy kids play first team. I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Now, as for Eddie, everyone knows I'm a self-proclaimed Eddie and Ketia stan. And I say Eddie and Ketia is getting 15 goals in all competitions next season. I mean, I don't see why not. He got, what, he got 10 in all competitions last yeah. season. And he barely played, so um, I, I, I think I think fifteen is feasible, easily feasible. To be fair, like it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. And this is a mad shout because I'm not an Eddie stand like you, man. But I do. But he's growing on me. It wouldn't surprise me if Eddie finished top goal scorer in the Europa League. It wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, I think I, that's got, I, I, I think that's something he should aspire to. You know, I could I could visibly see that, especially in the group stage. There's My good goal. opportunities for him to stat badge. Yeah, you know, when, when we come up against Dundalk and them, man, bruv, I need a hat trick from you. Yep, I need, I need what, like, how many games have we got? Six. Six, ten six. In six. Ten in six. <laughs> ten in six. Ten in six. Oh my God. Ten in six. Oh, I was screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. So, um, yeah, I agree on the shirts as well, man. I think it, it, it definitely means more, um, it being in the hands of some of these academy kids. And I feel like, you know, they they will, it gives them a boost even, um, than, than, than put pressure on them, um, for me so uh next question from arsenal stuff seven um he says thoughts on dan juma um left wing and 1v1 ability i feel like i need to watch this guy more because i i posed this this morning and i was seeing a lot of people mention him like admittedly i haven't watched much of him i have to be totally honest but i think i watched a couple games of his but i was never blown away like blown away but then again he did get good re reviews in um, the championship at Bournemouth, and then obviously you got the move to what he's had one season now at Villarreal, and he's, albeit I, I've not seen him play, but everyone's saying he's put up numbers as well. So I don't know. Maybe I need to go and load some clips and, and look. But I think I've watched like two games. I wasn't blown away by him personally. Mm. Lead facts. I don't. I don't really look at numbers abroad than that anymore. Uh, nah. Nah. I think yeah, it's a, it's a techie one, right? So I've not really watched him loads myself either um and you know profile wise he seems like he's got he's got a few attributes but um yeah i'm not too sure i'm not too sure 
um, about that guy, to be to be honest. I think I saw him one match in the Champions League, um, Villarreal versus Liverpool, and I was sort of only half watching that as well. And I think he did some nice things, but I'm not sure he's quite the guy to, to sort of be that... Um, you know, sort of senior forward for us uh, yet, but you know, maybe, maybe uh, I need to watch him more. Um, so, Robin Stanford asked another Rafinha question that we've covered. Um, do we go and grab Harvey Barnes? I don't think it's as easy as that. Um, next question from Alan Houston. We've spoken about this as well with the Tielemans thing. So he said, um, assuming the team goes to four through three next season, what's the profile of player? The club should be targeting to play one of the eight roles, um, and I think we we sort of covered that with the the whole PMP um, and Tielemans thing. Um, and then Count Draxler, he says, with all the signings we are potentially making, who do you think could be a casualty? Um, so I think he means in terms of outgoings. Mm, I, I think I think the guys we've already suggested. I don't think Arteta's going to lose anyone he doesn't want to. Obviously, the, the Saliba stuff still persists, but. Um, I think I think he will stay this this season. I don't think he'll sign a new contract. By the way, I think he will wait and he'll see what happens for him this season, and that will determine what happens next summer. Um, if he has obviously he plays a lot of games, I think he'll stay and renew. If he doesn't, I think he'll look to force his way out um, next summer. But I, I, I don't envisage us losing anyone we don't want to lose this summer. Essentially, and I think I can't remember who was it that made the point. Maybe it was Leo or Leo in the group chat that was saying, obviously, now one of the good things is that obviously we've got out and we're still trying to get out most of the guys we, we want to. But now the guys we do have, we have a lot of asset value within the squad. So if we wanted to sell some of these guys, we could definitely rake in, you know, if we wanted to sell one of our more important players, we would definitely rake in, you know, quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've got a funny feeling we sell Sleeper at the end of the window. <sighs> You should have kept that one to yourself, man. Let me explain my maths. Let me explain my maths. I feel like we'll struggle to sell. Uh, we're going to have a lot of spend. We're going to be looking for money because we can't sell any of the people that are unwanted and we want to. Um, I feel like he's going to be one of the only players that, one, we would tolerate selling, and two, is going to have high asset value. I think people will bid for him at the end of the window. I feel like it will be a little bit sticky if he's not, doesn't see himself as a first choice. And I feel that they'll be bid for him because I feel like people will chance their arm. And another bad thing, I think we'll sell him below the value that he wants to. I think we'll sell him for like 35 million euro or something. God. If they sell him for 35 million, I, 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 I will lose it. I generally, I just, I can't, I just can't see it happening, man. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I really can't see it happening. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think I think we keep Saliba. Um, I think he signs a new contract, and then I think um, it's all it's all rosy, uh, to be honest. But um, I've been wrong before. Um, penultimate question here. Well, actually, these are the last questions. So um, Tibbs, eleven. He's asked two questions. Um, first one was, which of you was doing that funny skank at the party? He looked like a wedding. Um, that was German Dan. <laughs> um, and his second question: Serious thoughts on Brook Norton Coffee? So this is the last question that we got. So, serious thoughts on Brook Norton Coffee looking like another Reese James IMO? 
Uh, I can only judge what I've seen. I've not, I've not watched a full game of him at Lincoln, but by all accounts, he got really good rave reviews. Um, what I have seen of him, he does look very, very fit. He's, he's obviously much bigger than your average eighteen-year-old. Very physical, very fast. So you know, PMP, that box is ticked. Um, but obviously, League One to the Prem, it's a big jump in level in it. So I don't know what they do with him. I feel like he should go and play another full season. I don't know if maybe they might keep him. I don't. I don't think they will, because you know the other suggestion is keeping for Europa and loan him in Jan. But there's Tomiyasu and Cedric already there, and then maybe they might use Ben White out there in case of injury. I, I don't. I don't. I probably don't see the purpose of him staying this season. Personally, mm. like see if he can get a championship loan, and then I think that will give you a greater barometer in, in terms of where he would be for the following season. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um... I'm the same as you. I'm not seeing a uh, not seeing a full match of him. I think it'll be good to to see him. Um, Probably in, see him in a couple of preseason games. Yeah, in preseason games. Yeah, especially with the under nineteens. Oh yeah, he is. He is. He is. He's to the final. He is. They did just get to the final. So I don't think it'll be know, a season. I don't think it'll be a preseason. Oh, he might join. He might join late. He might join late. Um, you know, probably after the US tour, which he's behind isn't, yeah, isn't great, isn't great timing for him. Isn't great timing for him. And I think showing the point around Europa League, I'm expecting Cedric to be playing in that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Go and learn him. Go and learn him. Just, yeah. So if he didn't have a summer yeah. tournament, you have a look at him in, in preseason, but because he's he's out. Yeah, it's a techie one. Because I think, yeah, that would have been great to to see him because if he was ready, um, because I think League One. If you're physically ready and you look comfortable at that level, I think you can play Europa League, to be honest. Um, I don't think the quality is much higher than um, than anything you get lower lower side of the champ, high side of League One. Um, Dundalk and that, they'll probably lose to, you know, the majority of League One teams, um, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, I think that would have been a good uh, experience for him. But if he's not going to be trusted to be the backup, for Tomiyasu and Cedric's going to be there to take the minutes, then yeah, just get him on loan, get him another full season, and then hopefully we're able to move Cedric on from that, you know, disgusting four-year deal that we that we gave him next year. Bro, so, he's got he's yeah. got two years left on his deal. Next year he'll still nasty. have another year left on his deal. <laughs> Absolutely nasty. So yeah, so so yeah, so that's it. That's it for this week. Um guys, thank you for joining me. We do have some patrons planned. We're waiting for the tapes. Um, to come through once we receive those tapes um we see that announcement from gabriel jesus you will get they'll, that they'll um, probably announce that tomorrow yeah you'll get that uh scouting piece shortly after we're sort of we're sort of saving these um pieces for when we announce the players because you know i'm not trying to invest energy and and jump the gun when um you know a few things are still up in the air, as as has been proven this week. Ninety nine point nine nine percent done. Boy. You know, people people saying saying a lot of, a lot of crazy things. So I'm not trying to jump the gun. I waste my time and energy doing scouting pieces for other clubs. You get what I mean. So um, so once it's announced, you'll get the scouting piece. Yeah. So um, otherwise, uh, Sean Leroy, thank you for joining me. Cool, bro. Pleasure,
could have had that fight. But I'm in walk on sight. Man, I have to grab that mic. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, I'm gonna work with a bad man fight. None of these guys can't do it. It's amazing. It's Aaron Ramsey. That's foul. Man, I'm That's the response of Arsenal. Man, the line. Score for my team in the time I play. Sports Social Podcast Network.